live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. family. Good to see you. I love you and I'm ready to go tonight. Producer Eli's ready to go. Come on. Welcome. You are locked and loaded right here on LFA TV. This is live from America. And I am your ever-so-humbled, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, broadcasting from the Live Free or Die Granite State in New Hampshire. And I got my boy, producer Eli, with me, and we're ready to kill it tonight. We got a heck of a show lined up for you, so thank you very much. We are honored. We are blessed, and it is our pleasure to do this show for you twice a day, every single day, live from America. It's truly grown into something great. I can remember the backyard days. I can remember ranting at the phone. I can remember getting suspended every other week for telling the truth. I can remember being banished out of existence and the LFA family found me drowning. And they said, no, here, take our hand. They lifted me up out of the muck, out of the mire. And we found a home on Rumble. We had our growing pains, but we are growing. And ladies and gentlemen, you throw us to the wolves, you know the rest. But that is the perseverance of the Patriot. That is the perseverance of the Patriot. Bugs be chillin'. Says, can anybody get Jeremy to give me a shout-out? Bugs be chillin'. Here's a shout-out for you, my friend. Majorva is in the building. Denise9904, Chavez, Linda, how you doing? Kayla, how you doing? Good to see you. BJ Hines from Georgia. We've got 8212, T-Man, Terry Sue, Carver, Jerry, Roxanne, Denise, Miguel Miguel Ortiz. Yes, how you doing? J.A. Fish, Moose for Trump. Barb, good to see you. Cleese, Sully, Midnight 350 is in the building. How are you? Good to see you. Daisy Duke, how are you? Thank you very much. Fan, Fanson74, how are you? Thank you. Holly, good to see you. JK Alba in the building. V Maxter, C Beck 48, Midnight One Shell 9, Mama Rhett, Beth Poole, Little Mama Lee. We got some great Patriots in here tonight. And I thank you guys very very much. Laura from Arizona, hearts out to you in Arizona. We know you guys are going through a lot there. We've got uh, Texas in the building. How are you? Pearl and Sue, good to see you. Daisy, Deb, Yoakum, chat is flying. Yes, it is. You can slow the chat down. It does work a little bit. Uh, Chick73, you know you guys. You guys are my family and I love you. Look, the more people that get into this race, especially this early in the primary, is good for Donald Trump. Why? Because the Donald Trump voter is the Donald Trump voter, okay? The Donald Trump voter is the Donald Trump voter. Donald Trump has 60% of the Republican base, 60% of all Republicans who are going to vote for him no matter what. 
So the more people that get into the race, really the better for Donald Trump. And I think we all know that, right? DeSantis, most of his votes are going to be peeled off by who? Well, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott. And you know, Donald Trump was truthing out, oh, good luck, Tim Scott. You're a good guy. Way to go. Good luck. Do a good job. Do a good job. Thank you very much. The more people that get into this race, the better for Donald Trump because Donald Trump has his base, period. And everybody else is going to be looking, well, maybe this, maybe that. Maybe the grass is greener over here. Maybe the grass is greener over here. And it's not going to work out. Now, look, I'm not a big fan of Kelly Ake. Whoa, 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 whoa. I received my ERC money because of you, Jeremy. Thank you. With a $500 donation from Roxanne. God bless you. Let's go. That must be in, uh, in, uh, indicative of having a good start to a good show. Thank you so much. Thank you so very much. Um, I'm not a big fan of Kelly a- Kellyanne Conway. Um, but boy, she was spitting some truth here. Let's go to this video real quick. Uh, Kellyanne Conway, where she's talking about, uh, hey, the more the merrier, says Donald Trump, and she's not wrong. As much as I can't stand her or her husband or ex-husband, maybe. I don't even know if they're still related. Anyway, roll He's the front runner beating his closest competitor, Ron DeSantis, 52 or 56 to 20, barely. And so competition benefits him because he loves competition, but it also benefits him because there are now 17 winner-take-all primary states on the Republican side. There were seven in 2016. Oh, interesting. Now That's there are 17, and he is a winner-take-all kind of guy. He can get 30%, 32%, maybe 25% if there are all these candidates, and take every single delegate. So I think if you want to run against Donald Trump, if you don't want Donald Trump to be the nominee, you have a choice to make. You either run against him, hammer and tongue, square on, or you don't run at all because too many people will dilute it. Um, Also, folks, eye on the prize. Joe Biden has the job currently. Joe Biden doesn't deserve the job. Joe Biden is incompetent in the job. Joe Biden shouldn't even want the job. So eye on the prize. Everybody wants the Republicans to argue. Don't forget that Joe Biden doesn't deserve a second term. All right, yeah. Who cares about the rest of that? But what she said in the beginning was right. What she said in the beginning was right. That ditzy Kellyanne Conway was right. The more, the merrier. Donald Trump says, come on, come on in. The same people are going to vote for me no matter who comes in. No matter who comes in. Lulu Red, we got it. We know. Yes, there is an issue with some people donating on the Rumble rants. We put in a request, uh, I mean a ticket with Rumble, saying, hey, some people are being double charged. So if you do a, a donation through Rumble rants, make sure that it's the amount that you want to donate, okay? Some people are being double charged. Thank you very much, Lulu Red. Thank you, Shelly Rose. Got a text right before the show. So we just crossed 2,000 people watching. Thank you all very much. And remember, if you ever have a hard time watching the show, then please make sure that you visit lfatv.us. And as soon as you go there, this is what you're going to see up on your screen. And you can either click in this area, and it'll bring you right to the video. Or if you click outside of this area, right up here where my, where my cursor is on our website, is a watch live button. And if you click that, watch what happens. Boom, brings you right to this very feed that we're watching. So we're trying to do everything we can to make sure that uh, people can find and watch the shows. And we do appreciate your patience with these growing pains that we are experiencing here. All right, let's get right to Jesus Listens, guys. Instead of doing Jesus Calling tonight, I wanted to do Jesus Listens because this was a really good message that I read. And uh, it's talking about having a strong shepherd. And you guys know it's not getting any easier, right? We know it's going to get rougher before it gets easier. It's going to get tough in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways. But we're strong 
We've persevered this long. There's another 18 months to go. We are not going to allow anything to happen. Even though it's going to get rough, we're going to come back from the brink of, of whatever Biden brings us to, and we are going to experience a greater America than even Trump's first term. I truly and wholeheartedly believe that. And this says, my strong shepherd, I come to you with all my weaknesses, spiritual, emotional, and physical. As I rest in the comfort of your presence, I remember that nothing is impossible, nothing is impossible with you, and I rejoice in you. Help me pry my mind away from my problems so I can focus my attention more fully on you, Lord. You are the one who is able to do immeasurably more than I can ask or ever imagine. Instead of trying to direct you to do this and to do that, I want to attune myself to what you are already doing. I wholeheartedly believe this. I really do. With every fiber of my being, all the way down to my Holy Spirit, do I believe these words, and I believe they apply to right now, as they do in many times. But that's the great thing about the Bible. History repeats itself, and the Bible is always relevant. Whenever anxiety attempts to wedge its way into my thoughts, please remind me that you are my shepherd. Since you are taking care of me, I don't need to be afraid of anything. Rather than trying to maintain control over my life, I want to abandon myself to you. Even though this feels scary and and, uh, precarious, I know that the most secure place to be is right by your side. And you can go to Luke 1.37 and Philippians 4.4 to get all of that in context the way it was written. And I truly and wholeheartedly believe that. Give me a rumble if you do too, and let's lift up our cups. And let's have our first slurp of the day. Here we go. Big shout out to OFP Farms in the building. OFP Farms, you sent out some beautiful Mother's Day gifts. And I had a lot of people that emailed me that said that they, had, they were very impressed with what you sent them. And you guys are a great business. A great business. And if you ever need help again uh, in any sponsorship, you just reach out to us and we'll make sure we help because we believe in very we believe in helping small businesses, especially ones that are on the American Strong page. By the way, for those who have tried to get on the American Strong business directory and have not been able to do so, I'm having my web guy look at that finally next week. Sorry that it took so long, but I'll keep you informed on that and we'll start looking at that a little bit more often, okay? All right, folks, here we go. Let's go to the uh, to the Lord in prayer and then let's hit our first uh First and foremost section of the day. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we all pray. Amen. I feel a peace, ladies and gentlemen. Look, we, we started out the show. Uh, we started out the, uh, the year with the theme being peace, right? And I, I don't think that we've embraced that. I don't think that I've embraced that as much as I possibly could. And maybe it was because I wasn't spending enough time with the Lord. And I know we go up and I know we go down, but I feel a lot of peace coming over me right now. I feel a lot of joy, even though we're starting to get in tougher times. And I think that's, I think that's the, uh, I think that's the way a Christian, it, it just lives. I think that's the way we are. You know, I think when times get tough, I think we feel more needed 
And I think that we get more courageous to get out there and spread gospel and spread truth and show that we have open arms and reach hands down to pick people up. I just feel like, I don't know, last few days, maybe you can tell. I don't know. Either way, it's not going to be a very good next few months for Mr. Ron DeSantis. First and foremost section tonight, Mr. Ron DeSantis will, uh, will officially launch his presidency tomorrow via a live one-on-one interview-style um, announcement via Twitter with Elon Musk. How do you like that? How do you like that? Um, so one week after Elon, Musk's, Elon Musk gives the CEO position to a globalist World Economic Forum enthusiast loser, uh, he then says, we're going to, and, and hey, look, if he wants to be neutral and he wants to be neutral, I get it. I know he likes DeSantis over Trump. Uh, but Donald Trump is going to absolutely wipe the floor with Ron DeSantis, who's expected to announce via Twitter with Elon Musk tomorrow. Now, the reason why we're talking about this is because Sean Farish had an incredible idea. Before we get to that idea, let me play you the video from Elon talking about this announcement tomorrow with Ron DeSantis. Now, I would love, and I doubt this is going to happen, but I would love for Ron DeSantis to say, you know what? It's been a hard road getting here to make this decision, but I am making, I am going to let cooler heads prevail here, and I know that I have zero chance in beating Donald Trump right now, and he does have a job to finish, and I wholeheartedly get behind Donald Trump and give him my endorsement. If he were to some reason do that tomorrow, it would shock the world, it would take over media, and it would be the right thing to do. Not that, he has a, not that Donald Trump has a big chance on losing against Ron DeSantis. My fear is that the establishment is behind Ron DeSantis so much that they would figure out a way to steal the primary and steal the nomination from Donald Trump. Which, if you listen to Kellyanne Conway in the beginning of this, she said that 17 states compared to seven. That means 10 more states compared to the last election now is a winner-take-all delegate state. So, and you know Donald Trump, he loves winner-take-all situations. And I think Donald Trump is welcoming Ron DeSantis in, but I think we got to be careful there because there's a Trojan horse issue here that I don't think too many people are taking, you know, into consideration. And I'm not saying it's a big problem, but it's an issue that I'm already looking on because I can see the establishment. They, they, got, they got absolutely smoked by Trump in 2016, and the establishment does not want to get smoked like that again. So I just don't put anything past them. Let's play this video, and then let's go to a strategy that Sean Farish here at LFA TV has rolled this clip. I think it would be probably correct. Okay. Um, so, uh, yes, I... Um, We'll be interviewing um, Ron DeSantis, and he has quite an announcement to make. Um, and we'll be, it'll be the first time that something like this is happening on social media and with uh, real-time questions and answers. That's called uh, no, a town hall. That's, that's, that's called a town hall, correct. Elon. I know, um, you're, I know you're a smart guy. Um, this is the first time this has ever happened, not scripted with questions, real-time. That's called a town hall. Uh, we have them in New Hampshire, Elon. If, I don't know if you've ever been here, uh, but we do have those here in New Hampshire, and that's called a town hall. Maybe that's not been done on Twitter. I don't know. But let me just read to you a conversation that I had with a Mr. Sean Farish who said this. With DeSantis announcing his presidential candidacy on Twitter spaces tomorrow, 
it would be fitting if Donald Trump put his first tweet on Twitter since being reinstated during the announcement. Sean said, how savage would this be if he started tweeting during Ron's announcement? And I said, he would dominate him. He would take away his entire announcement. He would, it would be like, Ron who? Every mainstream media would cover it. Every social media personality would be covering it. Every alternative media outlet like this one would be covering it. Not a single person on planet Earth would be talking about Ron DeSantis' announcement for presidency outside of saying, wow, Donald Trump literally beat the brakes off Ron DeSantis before he even started. He said it would destroy the announcement. I said he would own media. He said then he can go back to truth and say he broke Twitter. He says, major missed opportunity if he doesn't do that. Tell me that's not the best idea of the century. I agree, Sean Farish. I agree. Now, I don't think that Donald Trump can tweet until June. I think Donald Trump can tweet again, but I don't believe he can tweet until June, which would make it that much more strategic on Ron DeSantis' part to do this. And why I say that is because I believe, and I, and I could be wrong here, Uh, Eli, I don't know if you could find that out, but I think his contract with True Social means that he cannot do any other uh, social media, you know, statements like that until June because there's a monetary aspect to it for True Social, right? And uh, and there's, you know, there's uh, a board to impress and there's stock involved and a whole bunch of other stuff. So I don't believe he can, but if he did, it would absolutely own media for the entire day. Now, what's that? You have to post there first and then wait six hours to post anywhere else. Okay, so here's the deal. So he does, so it's, so hold on, it's not a time, it's not a, uh, it, there's not a date on it, like when he can do that, he can do that right now? Not I see. Okay, so uh, producer Eli is saying that he can post anywhere, but he has to post six hours before posting anywhere else on Truth Social. So he has to post on True Social first, and then he has a six-hour clause where he cannot post something uh, anywhere else until six hours after. So, you know, maybe he posts it at, uh, you know, 2 a.m. on on True Social and then wakes up the day posting on Twitter. I think that would be cool because he would definitely destroy Ron DeSantis' claim to fame right away. Now, here is my – here's my – problem outside of Ron DeSantis kind of being disloyal. Look, the guy's got an opportunity. The guy's got a right to run for president, right? Let's just be honest here. Because look, we, we all like Ron DeSantis. We all like a side of Ron DeSantis. There's a side of Ron DeSantis that we like. And I don't know if it's all fake or if it's all real or half it's fake. I don't know. But what I do think is pretty crappy is that he took the FL off of his name on Twitter, right? He took the, the FL off. Like, see you later, Florida. Bye-bye. I'm going to run for president. And, I, and it's kind of really crappy because when he was running for this last uh, gubernatorial seat, uh, his opponent, was it, Steve, uh, was it Steve Christ? Or I think that was his name. He said, can you literally look the voters of Florida in the eye and say that you will complete your term here? And I think that was a valid question that he asked him. I think that would be a valid. I think that was a valid question that he asked him, especially the voters of Florida. They want to keep Ron DeSantis for four years, and I don't blame you. He's an absolutely great governor. He's a great governor. He's doing the right things for the state. He's doing the right things when it comes to everything. But here's the problem: 
When you turn your back on the voter like that, when you turn your back on the people that gave you the job like that, it shows the lack of integrity. It really does. Because you have you had the way paved for you if you just waited and you could have kept your integrity and everything. So I think that that's a I think that's a, a problem uh, that that DeSantis voters are going to have to understand. And now because he's announcing the NAACP, like I said, came out the same week and started issuing travel warnings to Florida like that even means anything like anybody even advise, you know, abides by a travel warning. So then you've got Democrat activist Alicia C. Mills. And she goes on MSNBC and she's talking about how Florida is becoming a terrorist state. But yet she just spent spring break in Florida. So you can see the Democrats are ramping up for the civil unrest and they're ramping up their attacks on anybody who they think could possibly win. And we know that DeSantis can't beat Trump, but we also know that the establishment can truly steal anything. Roll this clip from MSNBC. Still with us. Aisha, this is, I have talked for seven years about the asymmetry of covering Trumpism in America, something so audacious and so unimaginable that the normal ways of rapidly responding are inadequate. This seems to address that asymmetry and, um, and say, I, I, I got this. What do you think? I think it was extremely clever um, and, and I really appreciate the NAACP's guidance uh, on this issue. You know, I just took my family to, to spring break in Florida recently, and I think about all of the folks who traveled there for sun and joy um, and peace and restoration. And to be reminded that actually this is getting to the point where Florida is about to be a terrorist state to, to many of us here. Okay, in hold America, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Spring break was what? What month is this, Eli, that we're in? right now we're in may when was spring break in florida eli was it february march does anybody i mean i don't know when when the spring break time is in florida if anybody's watching from florida which i know there are can you guys please tell me when spring break is down there is it february march so that means just what two months ago you didn't know that it was becoming a terrorist state alicia mills Two months ago, you took your entire family there and you didn't realize that there was the don't say gay bill that went on there. You didn't know that Ron DeSantis was waging war against Disney. Now, none of that was going on. You just took them there two months ago. Look at that. People are saying February, March into April. So there you go. Just last month, you could have been there. Now, 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 why would you have taken your family there just as early as a month ago? Why would you possibly do that if you think that it's becoming some kind of a tyrannical terrorist state? I mean, I don't think I would do that. But this is the dog whistling. This is what I'm talking about. The dog whistling into the summer of love, part two. And the summer of love, part two, is now being called for, or basically these people are being called upon to get in the streets by your favorite democratic, socialist, communist elected officials, part of the jihad squad, Let's go to Representative Pramila Jayapal as she's saying there's about to be civil unrest in the streets. Hold on. People are going to be in the streets, she said. I Watch. think there will be a huge backlash from our entire uh, House Democratic, you know, caucus, certainly the progressives, but also in the streets. You know, I mean, I think that this is, it's important that we don't take steps back from the very strong agenda that the president himself shepherded and led over the last two years. But if the president agrees to spending caps or if he agrees to work requirements on certain social safety programs. It's going to be a problem. We do not legislate through the debt ceiling for this very reason. So there you go. The, so you've got, you've got AOC and you've got Pramila Jayapal 
and both of them are United States Congresswomen, and they're talking about how Joe Biden has led and, and, and kind of navigated the party through what? Through what? Through what? Pooping his pants and dribbling applesauce onto his bib? Like, what are you talking about? And number two, there's going to be unrest in the streets. There's going to be unrest in the streets. This is them telling the media to start ramping up Summer of Love Part 2. We already know it's coming. And now we're now you're going to want to stick around to the end of the show because I'm going to show you exactly what I've been preaching for quite some time is that how we take over from communities outward. And it has to do with city councils. It has to do with uh, city clerks. And it has to do with sheriffs and district attorneys. And if you can get those people in the same line, well, then, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a powerhouse on our hands. We're going to talk about that a little later on. But that's what they're doing right now. This dog whistling is happening for this civil unrest. Now, before we stop for, for our first break, I've got to say, first of all, viewer discretion is advised. And while I'm talking about viewer discretion advised, I need all of you. And there's 2,900 people watching. I'm going to ask that we do our best to share out to the main platforms that we always talk about. Grab the link. Eli will put the link not only in the comment section below, but he'll put it in the live chat right now. And we're going to need you to rumble. Get those rumbles up. What you're about to see is kind of stuff I've shown you before, but I think this montage, and I want to thank Tommy Tatum for this, this montage that you're about to see shows you a complete strategic and orchestrated attack from the federal government and D.C. police on peaceful January 6th Trump supporters. Now, before I show you this video, let me ask you this one question. If there was a group of trans terrorists setting, or doing a transurrection at a Capitol building and there was hundreds if not thousands of them there and the state police started shooting at them and throwing things at them and beating them for no reason other than the fact that they were just uh, congregating, would you expect those trans terrorists to fight back? As a matter of fact, you don't have to assume because I've shown you the videos. They fight the police without the police doing anything. Any crowd of politically charged people are going, any crowd of any passionate people doesn't even need to be politically charged. If you start attacking them, they have a full right to attack back. And what they did on January 6th is not what the mainstream media has shown everybody. And I'm going to take away the lower banner here because I want you to see this in full. You're going to see two minutes and five seconds of nonstop attacks on Trump supporters who are doing nothing. You're going to see them beating them. You're going to see them kicking them. You're going to see them throwing them off balconies. You're going to see all of it before before people even breached anything. All of this was just an orchestrated attack, and I will never stop showing this no matter how many times we've seen it because I want justice for J6, and we're going to get it. Roll the clip. Viewer discretion advised. The hole in your lint, bro, permanent. We're taking out one, and ten of them are getting angrier. We're multiplying them by hitting them. We're multiplying them by hitting them. Look at that. 
was not even a breach yet. We're gonna beat the fuck out of that guy. Look at this, watch this. Look at them just beat the this man beat into the fuck out to of death. They fucking pushed him off the stage. Ladies and gentlemen, does the actions of those police officers and those feds, is that becoming of somebody with honor and integrity? Does that match those fake officers and fake feds that the January 6th committee just pushed in front of the cameras and made you believe that they were out there just fighting for their country, doing their job? Because I just showed you more in two minutes than Tucker Carlson showed you in 14,000 hours worth that he went through. I just showed you absolute orchestrated attacks. There wasn't even a breach yet. And they were saying, get munitions. And they were starting to beat them. And they were starting to throw things and hurl things at them. They were spraying them, and they hadn't even broke a barrier yet. No barriers were broken until they started attacking everybody. And they were attacking them in the worst way. And the worst part about that was them saying, I'm going to pee on, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I'm going to pee on you. I'm going to pee on you. And they were like, get munitions, get munitions. And they're like, dude, every time we hit one of them, 10 more get angry and we're multiplying them. Then stop doing it. They orchestrated this whole thing and they made the entire world believe it was the other way around. The CIA is mwah, beautiful at disinformation and misinformation campaigns. They topple governments for a living. That is their job. And they orchestrated the one of the largest, if not the largest PSYOP on American, in, on American soil in American history to the American people that we have ever witnessed in our lives. And they should be found guilty and justice should be served and it will be. And it will be. Going back to the beginning of this show, I truly and wholeheartedly believe it will be. And I need you guys to all feel that same way. These people turned their weapons on we the people, the people who are supposed to control the government. And it's a sad state of affairs. I want to go to the Rumble chat before we go to our sponsors because I think what you have to say really matters right now and it probably matters a lot more than what I have to say because a lot of you have gone through this for a long time. Some of people very close to you. Look at that professional crowd. This needs to be shown everywhere. I agree. We're going to make a short clip of it. You should show this clip everywhere. By the way, I'm going to show you our brand new uh, channel here on Rumble called LFA TV uh, Short Clips. That's why the CIA was created. Yes, it was. 100% kept the truth from us. Yes, they did. Oh, but if we peed on them, it would be considered sex offenders. I know, right? What about insurrection that took place when Obama, Biden, Clinton, FBI, and CIA tried to overthrow Trump's presidency after he won? Exactly. That's a good question. Bad Moon says all on purpose. Disgusting pigs. I agree with you. Trump equals justice. You are 100% correct. Trump equals our avenging and our justice. Uh, walking and listening. How you doing, Rockin' Robbins? God bless you. How's that, how's that grandbaby doing of yours? I hope, I hope that grandbaby's doing well. 
I just came in and don't know what's happening. Said Hazel Kitty. Well, don't you don't you matter. You can watch this later. Thank you for coming in. Better late than never. And they delivered the chaos that Nancy Pelosi ordered. That's right. Not only that, they delivered the chaos that Nancy Pelosi ordered, and they denied the protection that Donald Trump offered. Think about that. They delivered the destruction that Nancy Pelosi ordered and they denied the protection that Donald Trump offered. And that right there is a great way to end this short clip. You're welcome. How was that for timing? I think that's about I think that's about as perfect as we could put it, right? Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, right now we are in literally fight and survival mode in this country. I truly and honestly believe that. I think that we are not in civil war mode in the way that people think that we would be in a civil war mode, but we are already in a civil war with so many things culturally, information war, everything like that. War isn't only fought with bullets and, 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 and blades on the battlefield. You know what I mean? We are at war. We're, over, we're at war for our children. We're at war for our freedoms. We're at war for everything. And you know that LFA TV is all about protecting each other, protecting ourselves, uh, being there to lean on each other. So I'm going to talk about two sponsors right now that both can protect you from two different things, okay? The first one is the Tackrite Mini Chainsaw. Now, this thing is designed for you to do home cleanup, light cleanup, stuff like that. But why not have it as a protection uh, uh, tool as well? I mean, you can have this thing all, any, you can have five of these around your house anywhere. And you know what? Maybe you can't get to your gun. Maybe you can't get to, your, uh, to this, that, and the other. I'd rather have this than a knife in my hands, I can tell you that. But either way, ladies and gentlemen, there's many uses for the TacRite Mini Chainsaw, and that's why it's ergonomic. That's why you can hold it like a gun, but do the things that you need to do with it. The light cleanup around the yard, the light cleanup on little property. Maybe you got some brush you want to clean up. Maybe you just have some, uh, some small uh, you know, trim pieces that you want to cut or something like that. I don't know. Either way, this thing is awesome. It's very powerful. It's long-lasting. Uh, the, the horsepower on this thing is unimaginable. Everybody who has one in the chat says they love it. Some people bought many of them. And uh, for the price, you can't beat it. $129 by going to TacRightLFATV.com. TacRightLFATV.com. TV.com and get it today. Again, $129. If you get three of them, they're $89.99 or $89.95. Something like that. I don't know. Uh, but somewhere in that vicinity. And the other way that you can work to protect your guys uh, is your wealth and your finances. Now, look, I know that a lot of us don't have wealth, right? Not the kind of wealth that we can transfer over into precious metals or buying land and stuff like that. Some of us scrimp and scrape, scrimp and save just to be able to go to the grocery store because we can't even fill a cart with a paycheck these days. But for those of you who've been curious and for those of you who can, a lot of you do have savings. If you have not done it yet, I urge you to at least call them and talk to them about what it would look like and exactly what it would mean for you to save your money. Now, I know some people out there have had some issues with GoldCo, and I have, uh, I, I have gotten emails from you, and I've reached out to them, meaning like they didn't call you back, or they didn't explain something right, or you were charged a fee that you didn't know you were being charged, and uh, I've reached out to them and talked to them about that, but for the most part, we have some very, very satisfied people. That's why they continue to be a client, I mean a sponsor here. So I would suggest if you're going to do anything other than an IRA, if you want precious metals, get the gold bars, Get the gold, uh, the silver bars, and do that by calling 855-559-3433 or go to goldcode.com slash live. Now, I want to move right into the next segment here. Let me take a drink of my Rise Up coffee. I want to thank you guys all for sharing. We had some good numbers there for a minute. Let's keep it moving. Please rumble this video if you have not yet, by the way. A second Hunter Biden IRS IRS, IRS, a second Hunter Biden IRS whistleblower has now emerged after being fired 
and the Democrats and the left are actually up in a, uh, their panties are in a wad, and the Biden regime is threatening to criminally prosecute any whistleblowers moving forward. Of course, they've got to silence the truth. They've got to silence the truth, folks. They've got to do it. So let's get into this. Thank you, Cullen Lineberger, for this story. Um, the Gateway Pundit and Cullen Lineberger uh, previously reported that an IRS whistleblower came forward and alleged that the Biden regime was mishandling the criminal investigation into Hunter Biden and giving him special treatment. The regime responded to the IRS whistleblower's bravery by having him and his team removed from the investigation last Monday, and we reported on that. Now the Washington Examiner has revealed that a second whistleblower has now emerged confirming that the allegations of special treatment by the Biden Justice Department and the IRS is full corruption, ladies and gentlemen, saying Biden's IRS, and then Biden's IRS responded by threatening to prosecute him according to a letter obtained by the examiner written by the whistleblower's lawyer, okay? Let me read this for you, and I'll quote this, okay? It says, our client learned that one of the agents that he supervises, the case agent on the case our client is blowing the whistle on, sent you an email on Thursday in which the IRS case agent raised concerns about the Hunter Biden investigation, and the lawyer, wrote, uh, the lawyer wrote in a letter obtained by the Washington Examiner from the congressional sources. But the IRS leadership quickly responded back, quote, with accusations of criminal conduct and warnings to other agents in an apparent attempt to intimidate into silencing anyone who might raise similar concerns. The whistleblower was then removed from the Hunter Biden White House case. The sole reason for the removal was for doing the right thing and properly investigating Hunter. That's the reason why he got removed. Now, the second whistleblower who worked on the probe since 2018 wrote in an email last Thursday to seven senior IRS officials, including Commissioner Daniel Werfel, that he believes he was removed for doing the right thing, including raising internal alarms about the Justice Department acting very inappropriately and says, quote, as I'm sure you're aware, I was removed this week from highly sensitive case after nearly five years of work. I was not afforded the opportunity of a phone call directly from my special agent in charge or assistant special agent in charge, even though this has been my investigation since the start, the whistleblower wrote. There is a human impact to the decisions being made that no one in government seems to care about or understand. The 13-year veteran of the agency wrote, and then fish finished off with this. I have spent thousands of hours on the case, and I worked complete to complete 95% of the investigation and have sacrificed sleep, vacations, gray hairs, time with my family, etc. My husband and I, identifying me as the case agent, were publicly outed and ridiculed on social media due to our sexual orientation and to ultimately be removed for always trying to do the right thing is unacceptable in my opinion, she wrote. And, Justice, and the Biden Justice Department is now threatening to prosecute them if they move forward in any way. Or, I mean, this is just classic prop. This is classic tyranny. And I say, go with it, girl, all the way. Because I'll tell you what, if I'm arrested tomorrow by the Biden Justice Department or any of these losers for saying something that I shouldn't have said, if, and if I, I can be let go if I redact it, it'll never happen. I will die in a, in a hole like the D.C. Gulag, and I'd suffer the same punishment that those guys are suffering before I bend a knee to these tyrannical losers on the left. No thank you. No thank you. Will Johnson is in the chat. Ladies and gentlemen, give a big shout out to Culture Wars host Will Johnson, which comes up next. Thanks for watching the show, Will. We always appreciate it. 
Let's move out to the University of Minnesota, guys, because I told you that a summer of love is coming, right? Well, speaking of summer, the University of Minnesota has a new summer program. Ready for this? Will Johnson, you're going to love this. White people are not allowed to apply. Just another way for the Democrats to segregate the black community back into its own. Isn't that weird, Eli, if you think about it? You know, the Republicans spent how many years trying to fight for integration? And the Democrats were fighting, wanting to keep segregation, right? And now, fast forward 60 years, and the Democrats have figured out a way to successfully, subconsciously, get the black community to segregate itself from the white community once again. I don't know why they don't see that. But, you know, it's the same people that say people of color rather than colored people, right? Same thing. Same racist thing. But anyway, the University of Minnesota is offering a summer research program through their Office of Undergraduate Studies. But if you are white, don't bother applying. According to the position description, the Multicultural Summer Research Opportunities Program called MS, uh, it's called MSROP is an intensive 10-week summer program in which undergraduate students of color work full-time with a faculty mentor on a research project. The eligibility requirements include that the applicant must, quote, identify as a student of color. So I wonder if I go there and I identify as a student of color. Can I get it? Can I get in? I identify. Or a Native American with a specified goal to, quote, prepare students of color and Native Americans for graduate school and the world ahead. Sounds like, sounds like a cheap infomercial that nobody wants to buy. The MSROP shares each participant will receive a $6,000 stipend for personal and research expenses. An additional research stipend is assigned to the faculty mentor for the use by the student. So that means white people not only allowed to apply for this summer program, but also white people can't get the stipend, the $6,000 stipend. I mean, if this isn't a way to give reparations to people who have really no claim to slavery except to the Democratic Party, well, then maybe, you know what, maybe the, maybe the black community that has been brainwashed by the Democratic Party, and now somebody's going to say, oh, are you saying that black people are stupid and they can be brainwashed? No. What I'm saying that any color of any human being can be brainwashed over decades of psychological operations. And if you're too stupid to understand that, then this show is far above your IQ level to begin with. Go back to watching The Young Turks. Thank you, and have a nice day. Anyway, Jeremy, I do. I have Cherokee blood. I can get in, right? Um... The University of Minnesota segregated summer programming uh, is inexcusable, and it's shocking that a major university would so openly uh, make educational opportunities open only to students of a certain skin color, says Bill Jacobson, the president of Equal Protection Project. And I agree, man. I mean, are we, are we really going to continue to push the division in America, the race division? I mean, if you walk out into any community, pretty much any community, not every community, but if you walk out to pretty much any community, white and black people are living in harmony, folks. And, and, and I hate to say this, I know Democrats are going to get mad, but white and black people are having babies too. <gasps> so where do you draw the line of skin color? What is black enough? I don't think Will, I think Will would be considered a Caucasian. Will, you're not black enough, sorry. 
And if you ain't vote for me and you ain't black, I think we got a soundbite that says <laughs> that says that, don't we? Or if you ain't blow for me, you ain't black. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. Amen. It's actually very offensive to white people, and I stand offended. But guess what happens when you get offended, Eli? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. Moving on. <laughs> the, uh, the continuation of the dog whistle from the leftist po- uh, politicians. Um, they never get more sickening than when you hear these wretched individuals that I'm about to show you squawk on TV. Like I said, they get their dog whistle and they immediately start going to the racial divide once again. And I'm pretty sure that white people and black people around the nation are really sick of it and they see right through it. Roll this. He's one of these guys who, you know, he's like Clarence Thomas, black Republican who believes in pulling yourself by your bootstraps rather than, to me, understanding the systemic racism that African-Americans face in this country and other minorities. He doesn't get it. Neither does uh, Clarence. Right. And that's why they're Republicans. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. Well, there you go, I, ladies and gentlemen. Joy Behar just schooled black individuals about how to be black. Joy Behar has just declared that Justice Clarence Thomas and Senator Tim Scott have no clue what it's like to be a black man in America. And that's why they're Republicans. You can't make this stuff up. Can you imagine if anybody on the right that has a platform of such size would say anything like that? I mean, the audacity of a white loser at that. An absolute Loser, an absolute piece of garbage. Oh, hi. Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. Can tell Tim Scott and Justice Clarence Thomas. I mean, what what a lack of respect. That's really, really what it comes down to. If you vote Democrat or you align yourself with the Democratic Party, you literally have zero integrity in me. A lot of people say, well, you can't judge a book by its cover. You might be friends with a lot of Democrats. Well, I might be associates with a lot of Democrats, but I'm not friends with a lot of Democrats, because if you align yourself with this new Democratic Party, and I'm not talking about the Democrats of like Tulsi Gabbard or the Democrats of like um, uh, yeah, RFK Jr. I'm talking about if you align yourself with the majority of the Democratic Party today, then you have zero integrity and I don't want anything to do with you. Because to disrespect Justice Clarence Thomas like that, you know what I mean? Do you remember when uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died? Do you remember what Trump's response was when he found out on that tarmac that she died? He could have been a Democrat and said something sideways, something just absolutely disrespectful and stupid. And Trump, literally, you could see that it hurt his heart. You guys all remember that? I don't think I need to find and pull up the clip. I think you guys remember that. President Trump, did you hear about Ruth Bader Ginsburg? No, what happened? She passed away. He's, he, kind of like, he kind of like stopped mid, mid you know, walk, and he was just like, he was hurt. He was stunned. Now, if Joe Biden were to fall down the stairs of the Air Force One and have somebody hold his hand to bring him over to reporters, and they said, President Biden, did you hear about Donald Trump? He died. He'd be like, well, the son of a bitch deserved it. Well, that's what I said. It serves him right. Sir, where's that little kid? I like to go have some ice cream. Sniffed out little carrots, man. Harry, I got hairy legs. Turn, 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 turn. I turned blonde in the sun. Sickening. Check this out. An Uber driver, excuse me, and the Uber company has now suspended 
a top executive at Uber. They've suspended the diversity chief for defending a white woman against racist insults. This is where we're going, guys. It's about to ramp up. And it really is disrespectful and disgusting. Defending white women from racial insults is apparently a bridge too far for Uber to cover. Uber has suspended its top diversity, equity, and inclusion officer. This is a person who works in this field for defending white women against racially charged insults after employees claimed that being asked not to call white women Karen had triggered them and caused them pain. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I will no longer use Uber. I will call a taxi or I will use Lyft. I don't know. Is Lyft woke too? I'm not sure. But because of this, I will no longer, I will no longer use Uber. Bo Young Lee, Uber's Asian American head of diversity, equity, and inclusion, has been placed on leave after, after employees complained that she was supporting white women by twice facilitating a discussion event titled Don't Call Me Karen in reference to the term that in recent years has become used to negatively describe white women and has been called a new age anti-white racial slur. Now, I would assume that most normal conservative Christian women that are named Karen are probably like, I don't care, whatever. But of course, we live in a world where everybody's offended. But shout out to Bo Young Lee for at least standing up for everybody's rights and not just one subset of people. Thank you. And I think that we should go ahead and give Bo Young Lee, even though she was in a position that I absolutely can't stand, at least she was doing her job right. Let's give her the Smarty Award of the Day. Smarty Award of the Day goes to somebody that I completely disagree with, but in this sense, I agree with her. And I think it's right that she did that. Uber, bye-bye. Now we're going to go to our last sponsor before our last three stories of the day. And folks, I have not shown you this about this sponsor. So if you go to cbdistillery.com, right? And if you go here to... CBD gift ideas, it brings up these very popular uh, gift ideas that, that people buy for other people, right? They track this stuff, okay? But if you come down here, it talks about about CBD gift ideas. Then it comes down here and it talks about your 60-day money-back guarantee. But this is what I wanted to show you. You scroll down a little farther and you see that not sure where to start, take our CBD quiz, Discover the right CBD for you. Take our quiz, and, and uh, it's quick and easy CB distillery product quiz today. This is very, very uh, smart because it empowers you, the consumer, to be able to find out exactly what CBD you need and how it's going to work for you. And it tells you about the ingredients that, that are in these products. You can talk or consult with anybody you have to. But the greatest thing about this is it's natural, number one. There's different levels of it. You can even get up into the THC levels of it. But it's not like, you know, what, you would, what, what the pharmaceutical tells you that it is. And you put a big dent in the pharmaceutical giant wallet. So, cbdistillery.com. Use promo code LF. A. Now, I don't know how many rumbles we have. Let me check real quick before we get into the last segment, before Culture Wars. We have 1,080 rumbles. If we can get to 1,200 rumbles at a night show, I'll take that, especially going into summer when our viewership is a little low. I'll take that. And if you haven't shared and you came in a little late, we'd appreciate it. All right. I brought this story up earlier, but I did not have time to get to it. 
It makes me very mad, but it needs to be discussed. A Christian teacher misgendered, not in real life, but according to feelings, a Christian teacher misgendered a student and then was banned from the profession altogether. Again, this is a destruction of our country from the inside out. Christian teacher Joshua Sutcliffe is banned from teaching in England after he accidentally misgendered a student and was honest about his thoughts on gay marriage when a student asked. The United Kingdom Teaching Regulation Authority, which regulates teaching and deals with serious misconduct, found that Sutcliffe, a 33-year-old former math teacher at a public secondary school in Oxford, failed to treat a student with dignity and respect by misgendering biologically female student, a biological female student who identified as a male. The Christian Legal Center, which has been representative, uh, representing Sutcliffe, said Tuesday. The incident occurred when he praised a group of students with the phrase, well done, girls, you know, like a normal person would. Well done, girls. He said it was accidental and he immediately apologized. The regulatory body also stated that Sutcliffe failed to uphold the pupil's dignity and respect and failed to safeguard the pupil's well-being by saying, wait to go, girls. Where is this going to end? I'll tell you where it ends. It ends with people being so oppressed that they fight back. And where that red line is country by country, I don't know. I thought our country was past that red line a long time ago, but I've been proven to be wrong. Okay? Ladies and gentlemen, stay vigilant, stay strong, and by all means, whenever you can publicly announce your disgust and your your opinion on all of this crap, I say you do it. And don't care what people say, okay? How many people would like to see Mitt Romney gone from politics? Raise your hand. Can I, I don't have enough hands to raise. If you would like to see Mitt Romney completely gone from politics and from being a United States senator, raise your hand. Raise the roof, ladies and gentlemen. I would love to see that. Well, it might just happen because Utah mayor has announced a campaign to unseat Mitt Romney. And it is Riverton Mayor Trent Staggs. He announced his candidacy in a video posted on Twitter, which I'm going to play for you right now. So without further ado, please, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the man that might just get rid of Mitt Romney, Mittens Romney, once and for all. Roll the clip. Washington is broken. And every time we compromise, it costs us trillions. We have more IRS agents than border agents. And while we're paying $4 a gallon for gas, they're sending our money unchecked to Ukraine. Now we're almost 32 trillion in debt. Enough is enough. A few years ago, Mitt Romney moved to Utah and told us what he'd fight for. Here's what I'll fight for, to finally end illegal immigration, to put us on a path to a balanced budget, to push back against federal overreach, and to confirm judges who follow the Constitution. But the only thing I've seen him fight for are the establishment, wokeness, open borders, impeaching President Trump, and putting us even deeper into debt. I'm Trent Staggs, mayor of Riverton. I didn't come from millions. As one of 10 children, I watched my parents pinch pennies on my dad's teacher's salary, and I've taken that same approach to government. As mayor, I've reduced spending and innovated to lower the cost of government. Then, in 2020, when we were told to shut down businesses, schools, and churches, I said no. I've got a track record of fighting big government, 
and I believe we need that same approach in Washington. I'm not a career politician or a Massachusetts millionaire. I'm a mayor, a businessman, husband and father who wants his children to grow up with the same opportunities that I did. And I'm running for United States Senate Let's to make sure go. That they do. Yes. And we got Utah in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, G. Clark 44. Utah is in the house. Let's go. Where's my Mike Crispy? Uh, there it is. Let's go, baby. Let's yes, Frankie. go, baby. Yes. Now, put your, put your uh, support behind Stags because I guarantee you Trump's going to endorse him. Now, remember what I told you, ladies and gentlemen, that we could take our communities back one community at a time, one county at a time. And I told you that district attorneys and sheriffs and circuit clerks and city councils were stronger than the federal government. Houston County, Texas Sheriff Randy Hargrove. Ladies and gentlemen, I absolutely love this man. Roll the clip. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to let you come in and start taking everybody's room. We're not going to let you happen. We're not going to let it happen. Because that has, it's, that's a protection under the Constitution. If someone is, is violating your rights as, as a citizen, it's my duty to see that those rights are protected. Who's the ultimate authority in your county? The federal government or you? As far as law enforcement, I am. Okay, ATF, we're not going to let you come in and start taking everybody's gun. Okay, ATF, we're not going to let you come in and start taking everybody's gun. Who's the ultimate authority in your county, you or the federal government? I am, period. And he's right. That is how our country works. So we need more sheriffs, more district attorneys, more attorneys general, more governors, more circuit clerks, more county commissioners, and more city council members. Do you have it in you? to either run for office in your next local election or at least back somebody with that kind of a backbone. Let's do it. Let's do it. And then let's get our city councils to get a restraining order on all these illegal aliens. Let's push them from the inside back out instead of waiting for them to save us from the top down. And ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for tonight's show. I want to thank you all very much for being here. I love you so very much. And ladies and gentlemen, remember, please stop by the LFA TV store. Go to JeremyHarrell.com or LFATV.us. We got a lot of new stuff in there. We got tank tops and everything for summer. And as you can see, the brand new Freedom lineup. It's truly incredible. Will Johnson and Culture Wars comes up next right here on LFA TV. So folks, remember, there are right ways. And there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back and keep your chest out and keep that head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I appreciate the rumble rants. Thank you so very much. If you overpaid, we'll try to get you paid back immediately. God bless you guys. Keep your smiles on your face. Keep your families close and keep spreading that gospel. Peace.